it is very important to have times to remember yourself in a higher way to remember that you are not only this form that you are not only this the mind or you're not only the human being who is presently here within you there is a awareness principle ability to be aware within you there is a perceptional principle ability to see things in certain ways within you there is a feeling principle ability to feel feelings, emotions, and energies. And such a vast multitude of feelings and energies that one can feel. So to connect and recognize your higher nature I invite this evening to leave the humanness aside for a while. To leave your life, your personal life aside for a while. and to look with new eyes, with fresh eyes. So here now, when we leave the humanness, when we leave the personal life, what is left, what is here, is your presence. What is here is your awareness, your presence. And this present field, this present field is so amazing. If you look from another viewpoint rather than, you know, human and my life viewpoint. This present field is so amazing because your presence is holding so many different energies in this moment, such as your the aura, 
the chakras all your energy field including all your feelings all your emotions all together all of this together it's quite an amazing complexity and presence and if you would not know what they mean what they are for a moment if you for the very first time have a glimpse at another person's complexity of energy field you would suddenly understand how much divine creation there is in this energy field because if you take a simple rock it's quite simple it also has its own presence it has its rockness it has its density it has its shape and form solidity so looking at a rock it is also a beautiful creation if you look at a flower or plants they're more complex creations they are alive they're growing you can clearly see how they grow even the rocks are growing but they're not so this growth is is, is very slow it's not so perceptible to human eye but crystals and stones and rocks they're actually growing very slowly but the flower and the plant if you look at freshly newly you can see how it grows you can sense the aliveness within it if you are empathic you could feel into the flower if you look at the energy it emanates it emanates light it is alive the flower has its own aura it emanates energy and light from itself and then for the first time if you encounter a human being and you don't know anything about them nothing at all and you would see how complex this manifestation is how complex this being is not only this being has gained an evolved form 
which is more evolved than any plants or rocks or animals. A human being has evolved, we can say, at the highest evolution of animal and mammal kingdom, and now is able to use and to recognize their own emotional states. Now, this is very unique because a flower cannot express its emotions. A rock does not express any emotions. However, animals, certain animals, they do express their emotions, like your dogs and cats and many other animals, they have this ability to express energies in motion, to express what is happening. Isn't that unique? that certain animals can say when they're happy, like dogs, you know, meeting their, 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 their caretaker. And then they can express when something is wrong, when they don't like something. Such a beautiful complexity, creation. There are so many senses, so many energetic factors that come into play for this expression to happen. So imagine that you are an architect of life. That you are a creator of life. And just like children on, on the beach, they're making sand castles. The same way adults are creating arts and music compositions, various creational expressions. And creativity is truly a divine gift. Creativity is a divine gift. Creativity expresses itself in arts, yes. In uh, certain skills, like sports skills. In certain skills, such as a skill for mathematics, technology, empathic skills, social skills. How many skills there are in the human domain? How many skills there are in human domain? Thousands, thousands of divine creative skills. A human being 
is indeed possessing an ability to be creator of life. Possesses ability to understand life. Now understanding an intellect, isn't that a divine gift? Now animals have certain understanding skills, you know, basic things to know what they should do and should not do. So they, have, they develop certain reactions. But humans have a truly elaborate gift of understanding. And thus humanity has formed many philosophies, many systems of understanding. So that is a big ability in life, in universe, because many lower forms, they do not have this ability to understand. Ability to understand. And if you recognize that you have ability to understand, there is a, a larger presence emanating already through you. So divine, The source itself has split itself into many rays, we can say. Into many rays, like the sun is shining with many rays, spherically, 360 degrees, shining everywhere. The same way the source is, has split itself into many rays throughout the whole universe. And therefore, in the human domain, there is so many divine expressions, so many divine gifts that humanity is utilizing. Maybe they're not making the best out of it, and it's a learning curve, just like when you pick up an instrument, you know? When you pick up an instrument, you're not a maestro right away. You can't play, you know, the classical pieces right away or improvise like a jazz musician right away. You start with the do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, si. You start from the beginning. You make sounds, you make noises, you drive your neighbors a bit crazy. <laughs> and that's how you learn to play. So the same way these divine gifts are bestowed upon 
humanity. They are freely given, they are freely here. So, intellect, ability to understand, feelings, ability to feel, creativity in so many ways, skills, thousands, thousands of skills to do anything that you want to do and, and anything that you imagine. Imagination. Imagination, how about that? Now, children are the masters of imagination. They can sit down and they can imagine anything possible. For children, everything is real. You know, Santa Claus is real, fairies are real. All of it is real. They don't, they don't know what is possible, not possible, because for children, everything is possible. And their imagination is at its peak. And if imagination would be guided in a right way, how to use it in the right way and how to develop mental abilities, then all children would be advanced meditators, creators, we develop so many amazing creative skills and, and humanity would flourish. So imagination is, is a very powerful tool and adults tend to discard it, tend to suppress it until it's completely forgotten, daydreaming, children do that a lot, even adults do that a lot, daydreaming. And if you put in your imagination also emotion, you imagine something and then you put your emotion and you put a feeling that it is truly real for you. That's where the law of attraction comes in. Because imagination is creation. You imagine something, it's already created in its blueprint. So imagination is a blueprint stage of creation. An architect is and it imagining the, the building and he draws a blueprint. It doesn't mean that the building is already built and nobody blames the architect why the building is not there yet. Because his job is to put it on paper, to, to draw the, the designs. So the same way imagination is a blueprint of creation. And then you put your feelings into this imagination. You make it, you charge it, this imagination, you charge it with your feelings. You can also charge imagination with the life force energy. And if imagination is directed 
according to the laws of the universe, then it's only a question of time and action until it will become real. It's only if it's coordinated according to the laws of the universe, then imagination will manifest itself into reality with time and action. So that's how things are made real. And isn't it how everything we have created here on Earth? You know, some thousands of years ago, people were primitive. But then they wanted to live more comfortably. So they thought, what if we put this and this together and make it life more easier? So the whole humanity has been driven by comfort. How to make our lives more comfortable? How to make our lives easier, nicer? A very important distinction to live a life of happiness, fulfillment versus a life of fear and misery is not what you have or what is around you, but how you see what you have and what is around you. Because, to be honest, your bedroom, your bedroom and your living room, wherever you are now, is more luxurious than the bedroom of the queen and king a couple of hundred years ago. Your kitchen, <laughs> your, your normal kitchen, is a futuristic miracle to somebody 500 years ago. If, if you literally take a time, go back in time 500 years and you drop this person here in your kitchen, they, they, they will be speechless. They will say, they will not understand how you touch something, which means press a button, and the water is boiling. How do you do that without fire? Without a fireplace and a clay or metal pot? It's unimaginable. I, I realized that long time ago when I was visiting museums in, in England and Europe, you know, these castles where kings and queens were living I was like, whoa, they're so primitive. <laughs> you know, they're like big, this stone dungeons, you know, and, and just, just uh, you know, uh, of course they tried to make it nice, you know, and, and it was, at that time, it was the peak of creation. You know, it was it was the best of the best of the time. But right now, 
I wouldn't like to live in that castle, no way. You know, it's, it's so, so primitive. So it's not what you have and where you are and what is happening around you. It is how you see things. And that is a whole difference in the whole universe. And this is only, this is only from a non-spiritual point of view and from, from just purely philosophical, logical point of view. But then if you take on higher views of existence, you look at humanity such an advanced creation we are these bodies are there is not a single doctor in the whole world that has figured out completely what is a human body there's there's nobody who has truly figured out what is a human body Okay, the medicine has advanced to a certain degree, but truly, it's, it's so complex that even if they would figure out the physical aspects of the whole body, which they still haven't, because there are various diseases which they don't know how to heal and various things and so on, but then there is DNA, and there is a higher RNA and, and higher dimensional DNA structures. And then how about all those meridians where Chinese have, have done a good work to put it together? And then the aura. And it gets more and more subtle, subtler and subtler and subtler because you are a multidimensional being. Like right here, right now, you are literally from, from the physical manifestation right to the source of divine and God itself, consciousness itself. You are all of it right now, all of it. So your feelings are, are not physical. Your thoughts are, are mysterious waves and objects if you if you feel into your heart center what an amazing place you can experience love gratitude kindness compassion beauty appreciation devotion if you just put your focus to your heart, now even this process of ability to direct your focus to the heart is a miracle in itself. You know, how does that work? It is just amazing. And what, what is a focus? And what is the heart? 
So that's why you can recognize a true gift that you are. Everything is so beautiful and e even, even anger or sadness. If we don't label, if we don't label these emotions, if we don't even know that they're emotions and we don't label them what they are, it is something mysteriously arising in your chest, changing your chemical bioenergetic structure. Something starts to press somewhere in the body, some kind of energy starts to press. If it's anger, some, some kind of fire arises, like adrenaline arises. There are so many chemical reactions which happen when emotion is arising, then it triggers. It triggers these mysterious thoughts. It triggers all sorts of associations, this and this and this and that and this and this and this. And this. It, it triggers an investigation. And then it triggers, of course, your, your vocal cords of expression. So it, literally, if you bring an alien to observe humanity, even the anger, they would say, wow, th this is just amazing. You know, they, they can do this, you know, they can kind of fire energies at each, at each other. Yeah, they can take, take these fiery energies from their chest and literally throw it at somebody else. It's like, wow, you know, we don't do that. You know, we, they, they, they would say, I don't know how to do that, you know, cause it's just like, you know, and, and it's, 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 you know, it's quite a thing to do, you know, and they're making so many sounds and expressing, you know, they're, they're, you know, humans are so expressive cause maybe the aliens, they don't have a mouth. Maybe they just communicate telepathically. So they will see that humans are making so many sounds and they are understanding these sounds. They have mean, those sounds have some meaning to them. And then they're constantly exchanging energies. They're exchanging these fiery energies or they're sitting in a, in a, like in a big ball of, of heavy energy, which is called sadness, you know, like a big ball of heavy energy and they're sitting for days in it. Like, wow, you know, they can do that. They can sit, you know, with these energies for days. And then when they're happy, you know, their energy suddenly that like a light bulb switches and they're like bright and they get all these other kinds of chemicals in their system and, and their facial muscles change and, and suddenly like these light bulbs switch on in, in their heads and minds and hearts and, and, and they feel that they can do anything in the whole universe. And yes, they're right, they can. Yeah, so if, if we would bring an, 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 another observation, 
you know, like let's say alien observing humans, it's 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 wow, it's so amazing. So this is what I mean. It's not what happens. It's not what happens. It is how you see things. It's how you see what happens. So from the eyes of God, from the eyes of divine, every single moment is a divine expression. It's a divine expression unconditionally as it is. From the eyes of God, every moment there is these massive amounts of energy being poured down. And actually, ability to sustain a physical form requires a lot of energy. I will repeat this. Ability to sustain a physical form, like a solid form, requires massive amounts of energy. So you have no idea how much energy your spirit is utilizing to sustain this physical solid state, solid form. Now to give you an example, it's the example of water. Water is, is a, it's an element with, which can change many forms. So in a solid state, it is ice. In a liquid state, it is water, liquid. And in the lighter state, it is as humidity, as gas. And then it also just evaporates into atoms and molecules, even into lesser forms. So let me ask you how much energy is required to collect atoms and molecules, to put them together into a denser form, which is gas, and then to create environmental pressures to liquefy the gas into liquid, you, you need environmental pressures. You need other forms of energy to create a, a, a liquid type of energy. And then you would need, you need additional types of energy such as heat or cold to go below zero to solidify the liquid into ice. So how much energy does the universe need to create ice. So the same way I will ask you how much energy does your God self soul being needs to create and sustain this physical form. To create and sustain this physical form. The solid state. There is a it, it's it's a lot I will tell you for your soul. It's a lot more complicated to sustain this 
solid state than to be as a soul. For your soul, it's a lot easier to be as a soul than to sustain this physical form and shape. It requires a lot of energy to make this form like this. I will tell you to make this form like this and to sustain it second by second, you know, literally like frame after frame. If you know a movie, it's actually the movie is not moving. It has many still images in sequence and they're played very quickly that creates an effect of movement. So the same way your soul and God actually, God is not moving. <laughs> God is not moving anywhere. Yes. And then there is this projection of energies of so many complex energies projecting in sequence to create and sustain the experience of living. Like what a feast of the manifestation. To be in a physical state, it's one of the most complex things in the whole universe. And actually, it is one of the last stages of the universal creation. Because the universe was, you know, this before Big Bang, it was, it was just consciousness. And then there was Big Bang and all these energies exploded. And then they started creating geometrical forms and shapes and putting atoms together, binding the atoms together, making structures, making all these dimensions, 12D, 11D, you know, the highest heaven, the lower heaven, the lower heaven, the lower heaven, the lower heaven, 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 and then paradise, which is, which is earth in its lighter form. And then earth, which is, you know, a denser form. And so it took 14 billion years at least, at least, because scientists don't know this. Our universe is actually 20 trillion years old. But our instruments, scientific instruments, can't pick it up yet. So our universe is about 20 trillion years old. This is how long it took to create you, to create this experience. So from that point of view, this is the most amazing creation that there ever is. It's the most complex for sure. It requires so much energy to be sustained. So this is a divine manifestation. You are divine manifestation the most complex creation in the whole universe. You should be proud of that. You know, you am the most complex thing in the whole universe because I am physical. I'm in, in this physical form and shape. It, there's nothing more denser than the physicality in the whole universe. That's it. It doesn't go anywhere more than that. 
it's the most complex form of creation. So if you put your life aside, my life, whatever it means, if you put it aside and just look at what actually is here, it is truly wondrous, wondrous. Complex, very much. Mystical, well, if you don't understand it, then it's mystical, it's a mystery. Complex for sure, very complex. My goodness, how complex this creation is. So that's why in, in, the, in the mythology it says, know yourself and you will know gods. Yeah, you will know gods, you will know everything. Knowing yourself, you will know everything. You will know the whole creation of the whole universe. So this is the biggest gift. You are the biggest gift. We can say it doesn't get more complex in terms of creation than this. And, and these problems, you know, like the, these problems that people, you know, create and, and, and live and experience, you know, from the eyes of God, you know, ah, it's just children playing with toys. They, they don't know that they're gods. You know, they are gods. They just they just playing with sand toys, you know, in a sandbox. In in on their on this local sandbox called planet Earth. And they're just playing, experimenting with their with their god abilities. They're learning to play the instrument of which is called life, living. Living, it's an act of art and science. It's an act of mastery of art and science. That's called living. So from the eyes of divine creators, humanity are God creators in a, in a baby form. Because they picked up the instrument called life and they're experimenting with it right now. Like children in a sandbox. And these problems in terms of divine, they're not problems. They're not problems. If you're a human, if you think in terms of humor, yeah, they are problems, you know. I don't have enough money in my bank account, but you know, you just walk 50 meters or 100 meters to a supermarket, you buy everything literally. You know, you don't need to farm and, and you know, grow vegetables and do things, you just, you know, go there, you know, a couple of meters away and you just, it's all done, ready for you. Such a luxurious life we're living in, in, in these times. So from the eyes of divine, you know, this is so abundant. You know, we, we are living in one of the most abundant times of the whole history of Earth. Because there is literally everything for everybody 
And it's only your conscious choice that determines how happily you live. It's only your conscious choice that determines how happily you live. Because you can do anything, literally. You know, nowadays for, for 50 euro, you can fly around Europe. Well, okay, maybe not now because of other reasons. But, you know, flight, you know, just in a couple of hours, you can end up on another side of the earth. That's, that's amazing. If you, if you quarantine, you know, it doesn't matter. You can quarantine on another side of the, of the, of the world for a bit, but you'll get there. You know, if, if you were 500 years ago, you would need a, a, a ship to take like a couple of weeks or a couple of months to sail across the seas to get there. Now you take a flight and quarantine <laughs> these days. It's still quicker. So from, from this point of view, from the universal point of view, it's, it's one of the most abundant times. And everybody chooses what they want. Everybody chooses, you know, what media to consume, how to live their lives what to be interested in if you're interested in the fear-mongering that's your choice if, if if you're interested in spirituality in self-development that is your choice of course you have chosen better than most others and, and my invitation is to choose divine choose god choose liberation Choose freedom. Because that is the highest choice. And, you, and it, doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what's going on around. It doesn't matter really. Yeah, so, so you need to leave this human way of thinking for a bit. You need to leave this thing called human way of living for a bit and change your eyes. Just imagine you, you change your eyeballs for a second and then you see a whole reality in a different way. Yeah, and how do I see reality? Just, just a few moments. In my experience, there's no limitation, first of all. I, I don't know what is lim limitation, because even the perceived limitation that this is, you know, a, a physical thing, it is also still not a limitation. So there's no, nothing is, you know, contracted, nothing is suppressed as such. Yeah, so it's all open. It's all open. Everything is totally open. Everything is transparent. Even if I look at this arm, it's transparent. It's open. I, I don't have a sense that it's, it's bound by this, you know, kind of boundary. I just don't have this kind of experience. It's open. It's transparent. 
Yeah, and, and even if I do, you know, touch it and, and grab it, it's okay. Well, it's still interesting. What is this? You know, this dense, you know, compression. It's a compression of, of molecules and, and, you know, this, whatever this is, it's a compression. So in my experience, everything is totally open, transparent, like in the sky. And there is this big brightness, this big brightness. Everything is so bright, even if I close my eyes, it's still bright. Even if it's total pitch darkness, it's still bright. Because in my brightness, there is pitch darkness. I can see the, the, the darkness. You know, I can see how empty and dark it is. Because I, I can see, you know, here it's nighttime. And it's just dark and, 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 and pitch dark. And just, wow, this is amazing. In my brightness, there is this darkness outside, you know, because there's no lights outside the window. And just, wow, if I close my eyes, it's similar. But it's, but it's really not, because if I close my eyes, well, there's so much stuff here. Oh my God, so much stuff here, so many things. And, and these energies, this, this whole experience, it's, it's, it's just bombarding, you know, it's just bombarding my consciousness. Literally, you know, what is my identity? I could say it's this open brightness. This is my identity. And what happens is just that everything is bombarding me every moment. Just literally, this is like an, ex not explosion, but it is kind of just really like boom, you know, all of it is just woo, you know, like happening, existing. Every, every split of a second. And, and if, even if I use my, you know, these senses to slow it down, it's, it's still, you know, in, in the absolute pitch stillness and, and quietness, I'm still bombarded in my brightness by quietness, by stillness. So therefore, every moment is, is, is wondrous, whatever it is. Yeah, so, so this is my real experience. And then, okay, you know, I, I can play the role, you know, I can, I can go to a grocery shop and, you know, play a role of, of a human being, buying the vegetables and doing this and that. I can play a role of, of comforting someone. Yes, I understand, you know, there are these issues. I can play a role of, of, you know, making somebody happy and this and that, you know, I, I know how to be human and then, but I'm not, I'm not limited by being human. You know, probably I'm, I'm much more human than anybody else because I truly know all of it. What is sadness? What is, you know, anger and depression and anxiety and trauma and, you know, all these things that going, I know so many things of what's going on in the world, just, you know, could speak for, for hours and days and so on. But everything is in my awareness, you know, to a certain extent, but I'm not that. I'm this brightness in which 
all of this experience is happening. That's who I am and that's liberation. So, so in Zen there is a saying that you know, you chop the wood, carry buckets of water, and after enlightenment, you still chop the wood, carry buckets of water. So for nothing change, you know, in a way, you know, I still eat and sleep, although some patterns have changed, but, you know, do groceries and play with the cat and do all these human things that, you know, that, that humans do and, you know, being, being, living this life, you know, it's all happening. But I'm not limited by it, because my identity is this brightness, openness, in which this is appearing, it's happening. So therefore, every moment is a gift. Every moment is just amazing. That's, that's what I can say, it's just amazing. It's just like, wow, how, how did this happen? Wow, the complexity of that. So therefore, it's not about what you have, what's around you. It's about how you see things. And even more so, who you really are. That's the key. That's the key. Many, most of the Indian saints, I will tell you, most of the Indian saints, you know, they were living under a tree. I know one of the, you know, perfect masters who was living under the tree. Some were sitting, you know, just by the hill and, and you know, maybe dug a cave and then, you know, maybe uh, started to build a little shack. They, they didn't care at all about, you know, the quality of life because they had the highest quality of existence. If you think with your Western head, you know, it may, oh, you know, how can someone live under the tree? Believe me, they had the, the, have the highest quality of existence. And they wouldn't change it for anything. If they would be brought, you know, if an Indian saint would be brought with an airplane to, to a, an apartment in New York City, no, I want to go back to, to, you know, to where I was, you know, why, why are you putting me here? You know, but, but, even if, if, if the saint would be totally indifferent, you know, absolutely indifferent, this saint would be absolutely unbothered by where he is or she is and what's happening around them. Totally unbothered. And that's why people approach saints and they say, oh, you know, my Lord, why do we have these issues in the world? And, and the saint says, to whom does the world appear? And who are you? Yeah. So Ramana was a good example and, and he was living 
at the time throughout the First and Second World War. And everybody was coming to him, Westerners, you know, like with all their issues. You know, my country is being invaded, attacked. And he just replies, to, to whom does it all appear? And then who are you in the, in, in, you know, in your essence? Who is holding these mental, psychological issues? Who is attached to objective possessions? Yeah, and, they, and they're totally right. They're totally right. So it's the same way, you know, in, in my experience, there's brightness, openness, and this is just abundant pouring, existing, happening. Even in the simple way, you know, even if I would look at the wall, I would never stop being amazed at it. You know, it's just how, you know, this is happening. Yeah, so what I want to tell you is that I know the problems. I know the problems. But when you know divine, it's, it's so different. It is so, so different. Everything is absolutely different. And that's where I'm inviting you. That's you know, these are the examples of, 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 you know, all the teachers bringing, you know, that Jesus had a, a whole, you know, big journey and, and mission and message. And, and everybody, all, all these beings were trying to explain the same thing. You know, you, you can be free, you can be liberated, and you can just enjoy whatever it is. Like, even the simplicity and its real core of simplicity. And that's why yogis perform austerities. You know, Buddha was eating just one grain of rice a day and, and all these other austerities that they perform is to, is to really shift their, their perception of, of existence, of reality. And, and to be that light, to be that brightness for the world, for the whole world, for, for this present moment. So let's take a few moments now just to sit a bit and just to know that it is possible, first of all, to know that it is possible. You can even use a bit of your imagination. Just imagine how it would be to be this brightness, openness, and experience this pouring in of reality into you, of life, of energies pouring into you, appearing, vibrating, All these sounds are pouring into your ears and these colors are pouring. 
pouring into your eyes and everything that is felt is pouring into your senses. And even the perceived discomforts are also pouring into your senses. Everything is pouring into your awareness. Everything presently is pouring into your awareness. Because you are this brightness of awareness. And everything is just pouring into it. Whatever arises, whatever is, whatever is happening is pouring into your awareness. And it is such a complex manifestation of all of it that I advise to stop thinking for a while and analyzing for a while and just just allow it all to pour into you. Just for a moment, you can assume that you, you, you don't understand anything or if you are understanding, then maybe recognize that you have ability to understand. That's even greater. This ability is a gift. And you can picture yourself as a as a as a young God creator. That you are a young God creator. And then you're learning how to play this instrument of life. It's, it's a musical instrument called life. You're learning how to play it. So allow yourself to be as a child for a bit because everything is possible. Your imagination is your 
tool and this life is an instrument that you are learning. And you can sense that there is so much more. And one way or another way, you're gonna open it up. to have this appreciation and, and even we can say devotion to divine to your own divine nature devotion to your own brightness, to your own awareness, devotion to manifestation, creation, existence. Devotion to wisdom. Devotion to learning. Devotion to everything. That is the egoless state.
and in your own awareness all this manifestation is pouring in is manifesting every second every instant appearing every instant and appreciation to every instant gratitude for every instant and devotion for every moment is the egoless way It all becomes much more complete, more open and closer. And there is appreciation, gratitude, devotion. For every appearance in your awareness, in your bright openness, in your bright transparent openness.
appreciation, gratitude, devotion. In your awareness, in the brightness, in the openness, transparency, Every moment becomes like a gift. Every moment becomes infused with divine. In, in this brightness, in this awareness, 
knowing is a, is a certain skill, like one of the skills, like feeling, like understanding. But truly, when I look at it, I don't know. When I look at it, at knowing, I simply see brightly that this is just a function. That it's just a function. So, to, to me, this brightness, openness, is primary. And then these functions that arise, they, they're always wondrous in, in, in the brightness. You can always, in this brightness and clarity, I can see that there is arising, arising explanation, arising, we can say knowing. And that is called a, a, a direct knowing. Because when you know the knowing, then it is a direct knowing. If you are in the knowing only, that is not a direct knowing. So this brightness always directly. Now that's where the words are failing, but we can say knows everything or directly sees everything. Maybe seeing is more correct word. This, your awareness always sees everything. It sees the knowing, it sees the understanding. It sees the feeling. It sees all your faculties, all your abilities. And it is through these faculties and abilities of that, that we utilize to have this experience. So this is just a little side note of the degrees of, of directness, like knowing the knowing or seeing the knowing, seeing the feeling, seeing all these abilities that are here as in, in, this, in these forms of human beings. And then that's, that's our, our um, playground, our divine playground. And, and of course, a beautiful way to return into your completion is, is devotion, is gratitude, is appreciation, wonder, openness, curiosity, imagination, developing the essential skills of being. <laughs>